0: Welcome to the Player Development Pod, presented by Beyond the Field. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Ed Jones II. I am the founder of the Beyond the Field program and an experienced player development professional. This podcast is here to bring exposure to the player development field with the goal of creating generational impact in athletics and other surrounding areas. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend time with me here on this platform. Today, we continue season two of the Player Development Pod. In season two, we are highlighting those who do the work. Are you loving the podcast? Is it helping you? If so, I need your support. Here are some ways to support the podcast. Number one, subscribe to the podcast, give a five-star rating, and leave a review of the podcast. Number two, share this podcast if you believe it will benefit someone to learn more about player development. Number three, go to the support section of the show notes for other ways to support this podcast. I love bringing this podcast to you and want to continue doing it. Your support of this podcast is vital to its success. Also, please go visit the website, BTF Program, and check out the free resources and the blogs. While on the website, purchase your copy of the Beyond the Field ebook. In today's episode, we continue season two's theme of highlighting those who do the work. Today, I sit down with Dr. Lori Robinson. I had the pleasure of working with Dr. Lori for a few months in 2021. She will go into detail about her pivot from academics into player development during the show. We will begin this episode after this ad. This podcast is brought to you by Beyond the Field Program, LLC. Beyond the Field is now providing player development services. The services include staff consulting, program evaluation, and program creation. Please head to btfprogram.com and click on our consulting tab to find out more. We help you help athletes create generational impact. All right, today we continue season two of the Player Development Pod. In this episode, I sit down with Dr. Lori Robinson. In my college athletics career, I had the pleasure of working closely with some impactful academic professionals, and Dr. Laurie is high on that list. Since I've been in player development, I have noticed a growing interest in player development by those working in academics. I am constantly asked by those who work in academic services, how do you get into player Mm -hmm. development? Well, today's episode will help answer that question for those who ask. Here is our conversation. Player Development Pod family, we are back. We took a little break, but we're going to continue season two's emphasis on highlighting those who do the work. And today I have Dr. Lori Robinson. We work together uh, at Baylor University. I got to know Dr. Robinson, Dr. Lori so well. Um, It's just incredible, incredible professional, incredible human being, very impactful, not only to the student athletes, but to staff. Um, Just one of those offices. I don't know if you all listening to just, you ever walk by office and it's just like, just warmth, energy, positivity. That was her office. And we worked together for about uh four months three four months before the baltimore ravens uh found they knew who how great she was and they brought her on staff so i'm so excited to have you on uh for multiple of reasons it's the relationship we built the friendship you provided for, not only me for my family and just just an awesome person like literally uh we missed you when you were gone like it's just like a, ah, where's dr laurie so excited for you um excited to have you here if you could tell our listeners a little bit about yourself
1: Absolutely. First, thank you so much, Ed, for having me on. This is a pleasure um, to get to kind of share a little bit with you and others, but more so the friendship, like you said, that we've built over the last few years, um, while starting while I was at Baylor and then continuing on, means the world. So thank you so much, and thank you for those kind words. Um, so a little bit about me. I am a former track and field student athlete. I competed at Syracuse University, um, got a bachelor's degree in sport management, Thought I wanted to go the law school route to become an agent and realized um, during an internship that that was not going to be for me. Um, And so I decided to get a master's in education, still stayed at Syracuse, got involved in academic support services while at Syracuse. And that took me to an internship at LSU between the first and second year of my master's degree. And I loved it. Um, I was working at LSU in academic support for student-athletes kind of rotated around the different areas between academic advising champs life skills area that's i'm dating myself because that's what they used to call the life skills space. um, As well as the learning specialist space and I got to do a little bit of everything with everyone and. Um, They actually offered me an opportunity to stay on board, and I was like, "Ah, I'm going to finish my master's degree, but if I get into the PhD program, the doctoral program, and if there's an opportunity for me to work next year, then I'll, you know, kind of hop back on the bus, and sure enough, that's exactly what happened, so from LSU, um, I went to the University of Tennessee, then from Tennessee to Texas A&M, Texas A&M to Baylor, Baylor now to the NFL, working with the Baltimore Ravens. And prior to the Ravens, it was all based in academic support services. So my background is being a learning specialist and helping helping students develop the skills that they need to be successful academically, but also personally. And that's probably why I got into this space um, that I'm in now is because so much of what I did is based on relationships and getting to know what makes the students tick. And then obviously getting to know staff and figuring out how we can provide resources for everyone. Um, so between being a learning specialist, an academic advisor, the tutor coordinator, just all the things, all the workshops, teaching <laughs> classes, um, that's kind of what led me to work with the Ravens. So that's kind of the quick and dirty of it.
0: Yeah, I think what you just said, like, uh, like the personal side, I think that was always pretty awesome when those three or four months we worked together, when I could come in and kind of talk about what's going on in football, and we could kind of connect academics, and we both have a side of personal life, and we're both like coming up with a game plan, and like Help, um, you know, the student athlete. I, I really have always and you know enjoy that with our academic staff that I've worked with in my in my career, and definitely enjoy that, and did it at the highest level with you. So, those of you all who are listening that are player development directors or you know you thinking about getting into it, you have to have a strong strong relationship with your academic staff. They know more than you will know. Trust me, trust me, and they are willing to help you if you're willing to humble yourself that makes sense um so no that that's um that's really cool it's awesome you say that um so uh, you talk about how you got in this field so if you can talk about the transition you know from you know what you did in a college space to the nFL if you kind of talk about even if you want to talk about you know the uh, how do you say the employment transition like how they reached out to you how that process went i think that'd be pretty cool for people to hear
1: Yeah, for sure. So I was at a pivot point in my life. Um, I just finished my PhD I love working with students working with people kind of watching the growth and development of people um, of young people in particular and I was thinking to myself, Okay, um, do I want to be full force in this kind of development space where I don't have to worry about academics at all because what was great is that I got to know students so well and we worked a lot on that personal development, but my actual job was making sure that work got done for the classroom. And so it's great that we were able to do both things, but to to an extent, I wanted to explore leaving out that academic piece and going full fledged in just worrying about the development portion. But then the other role that kind of intrigued me was a chief of staff role. And so I talked to some different mentors and folks on my board of directors and bounced ideas off. And a lot of people were pushing me to go in this, kind of chief of staff role. Um, and i have been in leadership before and I'm not opposed to it. I'm still, I think, interested in, in the role at some point, but just not right now. I'm still, still have a heart for helping to develop people. Uh, but I called Jamil McLean. He's the director of uh, player engagement with the Baltimore Ravens. And I just said, hey, what does a day in the life look like for you? And um, he asked me the same question. And we, our days kind of mirrored each other in a lot of, in a lot of ways, minus the academic piece. Um, but our days mirrored each other, and from there, he said, "You know what? Let's keep talking further." And so, about a month later, this is during the off season, obviously. But about a month later, um, we had another conver- quick conversation. He said, "Hey, we might have a position available. Would you be interested?" And I said, "Potentially. I just need to know what it's about." Um, and we kind of took it took it from there. Um, so fast track, it's literally right after the draft. In my head, I'm thinking, I'm not getting like this opportunity might have been available, but it's not going to happen. The draft has happened. The seasons, you know, about to get underway, and sure enough, I get a random phone call from Ozzie Newsome. Which, if you know him, he oh, that's
0: the so OG that, right there. Yeah, that's like, that's the goat.
1: <laughs> literally, it's the um monday after the draft is also the monday after baylor's spring game and so (laughs) i happen to get covid this is also in the middle of covid (laughs) so i happen to get covid so i'm sitting at home you know just minding my own business waiting for the next student appointment and i get a random phone call and, you know, didn't know who it was, but someone just told me to answer. And I'm just, you know, put on your voice. Oh, good afternoon. This is right. Lori. Right. Right. <laughs> um, I was Newsom on the other line. And he says that he wants to um, interview me for a position. And I said, okay, great. Let's go. He's like, oh, let's talk tomorrow. <laughs> um, and so we schedule a time for the next day. We go through the interview process, um, met with him. And then I got a phone call again from Jamil and and that started the transition. I accepted the role and it was kind of all hands on deck because the rookies were the guys that had just been drafted, the incoming class, the rookie class had had just gone through their process. Free agency starting to kind of wrap up in a sense. And um, that transition moved so quick because it's the end of the school year. So I'm trying to make sure that the students that I work with have everything that they need and that my distraction of potentially leaving isn't a distraction. So nobody knows except for me at this point. Um, And my direct supervisor, who was awesome. Our leadership was awesome with the whole transition and and needing to be flexible because I did some onboarding virtually and so that I could hit the ground running June 1st. So that was kind of the long winded way of the transition from collegiate to the pro space. And then just immersing myself what was awesome is that for um, all the rookies we have a it's almost like it's kind of feels like class in some ways so the transition was actually really cool so as these rookies are transitioning into the league I'm also transitioning so um, last year's class was they're awesome and amazing and um, kind of warm and welcoming and I was able to relate to them really well because I was just in the space that they were in um, and so that's been really helpful just with the younger guys to be able to relate it to a lot of the places where they're, they're coming from, or I might know someone that they've worked with or know some of their teammates. And so that's been great in terms of building relationship. The other thing that I cannot forget is my first day at work, um, they were in the middle of, they had workouts. And so some of the guys that I used to work with um, at some other institutions, they saw me, and so one of them comes over and he was like, Miss Lolo, is that you? And I was like, oh my gosh, like, it's my first day. Hadn't met Coach Harbaugh, had not met, you know, our de- our then defensive coordinator, Wink Martindale. And he's just yelling like, oh, this is my person. Like, he's so excited. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I am so embarrassed. These people don't know me. Like, he's probably, he probably loud, too. Yeah, like, you know, you know how DBs are. I mean, you, you oh, just,
2: oh, yeah. yeah, yeah you know? no doubt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I, I love it. It was awesome. But he's, you know, he, he welcomes me with open arms. And, um, and then he goes, he says, Hey coach, she's been on me since day one, but this is my girl. Like, this is my dog. I love her. Um, and, and the coach responds and say, well, what'd you do? Cause you know, if she's on you like that. I, I know that you did something like, I know you right. must've done something to earn that. Right? right. So from there, um, you know, the coaches definitely embraced me with warm arms. And so I appreciated that the staff, same thing, the organization top. Top tier. Can yeah. I cannot say enough about the, the Baltimore Ravens organization from the top down, from our owner, Steve Bashotti, um, Eric DeCosta, our general manager. Again, I mentioned Ozzie Newsom's still around. Um, our previous president, Dick Cass, our current president, Sashi Brown, just the leadership, Coach Harbaugh, all the coaches, the staff, they are amazing people. Um, and, and that's the one thing I appreciate about the transition is that it was so smooth and so seamless and um, because they have a lot of faith and trust in the decisions that they're making, but also the decisions that Jamil is making for the player engagement department. Um, I you know, he he that buy-in from him is so important. And so That's awesome I, you know, it's it was so it was honestly really seamless. seamless transition. Um, the adjustment for me was, I'm so used to having people having to come into my office, regardless if they want to come or not, right? Initially, right. You know, folks think they're grown. Like, I'm not going to study hall. I'm not going to these things. I'm not doing this. I'm an adult. Watch this. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, they're all grown. And then they realize, oh, wait a second. Like, this is helpful. Like, you're super helpful. You're able to troubleshoot problems and help me think through things. And I'm growing as a person. I can ask you for advice. We can talk through anything. Girlfriends, boyfriend, whatever it is, family stuff. And so I'm so used to having those connections and building those relationships almost instantly. Whereas now um, we have our rookie workshops every single day during the summer while they're transitioning. So you get to know the rookies really well, but the rest of the guys, you really don't see. So these like 20 to 30 guys I'm getting to know, but the other 60 that are around, like you don't really see them a ton. And so I had to wait for moments to kind of build those individual relationships one by one. So the conversations I'm having with the super vets, you know, like (laughs) Campbell. Oh yeah. Um, You're Justin Houston and Tucker's and um, Sam cook, like those guys that have been in the league, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 seasons. um, But we're the same age. So we're having life conversations about stocks and investments and, you know, the transition and what that looks like and family life. And then you're also going to the other end of the spectrum, bright-eyed bushy-tailed like I'm just a rookie I'm trying to figure life out what's my routine what do I do wait I get a fine for this or what are my beneficiaries (laughs) who are these people like oh my mom don't put my girlfriend like it's all the things um so it's 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 interesting you have to flex your personality quite a bit and and, but you get to know every single person and you realize they're just human. like they're just people and I think that's the the part from the college space and just part of who I am. Everybody's just a human being, right? So right. meet them where they are and figure out what that relationship is and then don't try to connect it to something else. Just be in that moment with that person um, to, to help them in, the, in those moments. And helping them could be them individually. It could be connecting with their significant other so um, or their family. So whatever that part looks like, figuring that out and figuring out how I can be a support, a resource, a help in that moment.
0: Well, I'm going to flip it on you. You called Jamil, asking about a day in the life. I want our listeners to hear about your day in the life.
1: Oh, my gosh. Or so, your day
0: at work. Sorry. Yeah. Your day at work.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, it's crazy. It depends. Um, during the season. Um, let's see. During season. Couple days a week, I actually get up first thing in the morning and I work out. There's a coaches' workout, kind of coaches and staff workout. And so I'll get up, work out with them. So we all kind of suffer together for about 45 minutes um, with our strength and conditioning coaches. They do a great job of putting some things together for us. And so we get a a good workout in before we get started with the day. Um, From there, usually I pop in the cafe, you know, shower change, pop in the cafeteria have individual conversations with guys. It could be, I might have something on my mind, like it might be something important, but I'm just going to slide it in during breakfast. Or um, there could be nothing at all. Just, Hey, I haven't said I'm talking with you for a little bit. You mind if I join you for breakfast and just sit and chop it up for a little bit. We have team meeting after team meeting, we then go into position meetings. Um, And so I usually kind of attack the day. So every tuesday we do workshops for our rookies our second and third years and then we also have an ir program so guys that are um they're rehabbing some sort of injury and so we we kind of plan out the programming for that Mm -hmm. before the season starts but every tuesday we have a workshop so making sure that we have our ducks in a row for those workshops and then anything else that pops up so i also oversee our lady raven and family programming so we try to hit Um, at least one core area every single week. So it could be health and fitness, it could be an educational workshop, or it could just be a connection activity or community service. So there's something usually every single week that the Lady Ravens and family members can tap into just to be connected to the organization. Um, And then from there, head out for practice. Oh, lunch, of course you got to eat, right? Um, There's there's no shortage of food for sure at the facility. I can imagine. Also awesome. (laughs) (laughs) The food is awesome. Um, But you know, you can't, you you know, beggars can't be choosers. You cannot complain because you get breakfast, you still get a hot lunch and a lot of workspaces don't have that. So it's nice to know, right. man, I only have 15 minutes. Let me like literally run down to the cafeteria, grab some food, bring it back to my office. And at least I ate before eight o'clock. Absolutely.
2: Um,
1: so I appreciate that for sure. Um, but, you know, grab lunch again, connect with guys um, about anything. It could be about tickets or something that they mentioned. They, some a lot of times they'll follow up with us and say, Hey, that workshop was really good. Like I want to connect with blah, blah, blah. And so that's awesome. You get feedback on workshops um but then we go out to practice and there we're just observing you know kind of looking at people looking for great things that they do or you know some days people have an off day at practice so looking for that try to encourage them when we see them off the field um and then after practice concludes they have some rest and recovery and um, they go back into meetings position meetings and then the day is done for them and kind of similar for us i might wrap up anything that came across the email um, during that time. And then if I'm feeling really great about myself, I might go get another quick workout in <laughs> um, and then go grab dinner. So by the time I grabbed dinner, a lot of guys that were doing some rehab stuff or just recovery, um, they're usually in the cafeteria. So that's another opportunity for me to catch some of them um, chit chat about absolutely nothing, or it could be about something who knows. Um, and then that's kind of the day. So that's during the week, that's during season. Um, game day is a little bit different. So game day, I was just telling somebody else, like my role is to be a floater. So the two primary spaces that I call home during, during game day or on game day is our childcare area and our family room. And so we provide game day childcare for our players and coaches never even thought about that that makes yeah. sense yeah so we provide that child care service and so I connect with the service providers make sure the room looks great make sure they have what they need if they have any issues they're you know texting calling and troubleshooting um so being in that space or kind of just making sure I'm, I rotate in that space pretty frequently and then the family room so the family room is just a space for them to just sit and be if they want to if they don't want to be out with people that's fine there's tvs there's a little bit of food. This um, the space is just a place for them to do whatever <laughs> for however long they desire. So a lot of families will pop in there. And so for me, it's a great chance to say hi, you know, meet people if I don't necessarily get to see them all the time or haven't connected with them. It's a great opportunity for that. And then I, I rotate, I visit different seats, visit different families, say hi, make sure everything's good, um, making sure they're not having any issues. And then I also help with our um, post-game connection, I would say. So um, we have a wristband system. So people that have wristbands can get into certain spaces. And so making sure that people have wristbands, if they need more, we're kind of troubleshooting with any of those issues. Um, And then that's kind of it. So it's, it's a combination of a number of different things, but you never know what you're going to get. No two days are the same. We were just joking. You know, the days are long, but the years are short and they, it goes by super quick, super fast.
0: You brought up something i, I really so I, i'll get advice from or not advice i get asked advice from college students or people who just started player development profession and they'll say or stu- athlete development profession or athletics in general they'll say well athletes aren't in my office they don't come and sit down and one thing you talked about I, can you talk about the importance of those let me see where you are quick conversations that same thing with me it's like look While so-and-so's getting tape off of his cleats, that's gonna take him two or three minutes to get the tape off. That's a great conversation I can ask him about. How was your day? How's your mom doing? Whatever it may be. Can you talk about the importance of those touch points, being in the cafeteria, be it walking out to practice, being coming off the field, being in the training room, IR. If you could just talk about the importance just to let people know that it may not always look like somebody coming and sitting down, but it's actually you uh, creating that, that space for them to share.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So especially I think being a woman and there are so many spaces, not so many, but there's spaces where I can't go and I'm just not going to go. Like I'm not going to go in the locker room and I leave the, the training room as well. The training room is a space for them to get what they need. Um, and I don't need to be in that space. Um, and so because of that, I'm very intentional about whenever I see someone it's, Hey, how you doing? And I, what I've also had to learn is take a minute to sit back and listen because some guys will want to have a conversation in the middle of the hallway, even though they're on the way to a meeting, and they want to sit and talk or just stand and talk with you for a few minutes. And I'm so used to just, oh goodness, like you've got somewhere to go. I don't want to make you late because then you're going to get a fine. Like so, let me just and keep you know kind of keep going. Um, but I think the workouts have been great because the guys that are there super early. Um, which quite a few of the guys are, they're there really, really early to get what they need. They get their own alone time, get their own div- individual time with whatever it is. Um, so, those guys that are there, it gives me an opportunity to say, Hey, like, what's going on? Or they'll see me working out and they'll kind of like pump me up and, you know, give me a high five and like, All right, I see you working, Dr. Lori, like, whatever it is. Um, but those moments, when they happen, you just capture them. And you try to follow up on a conversation if it needs to be that or it's, hey, you still praying about that thing? Or is there something else I can pray for you about? And, yeah, I try, you know, again, just stop in the moment and listen to what they have to say. And then when you see them again, it can build on something. And so that's how you almost get to seeing them in the cafeteria. And it's, oh, yeah, come on, sit down. Like, or they'll say, are you going back to your office seat, or can we talk right now? And it's, oh, no, yeah, you want to talk? Cool. Let's talk right now. Right. Just sit down in the cafeteria and grab some food. So it's. um. Yeah, the and, and also not neglecting the guys that do want to come and sit in your office correct, and, correct. and making sure that my couch is clear. Like I forget about that. Like I'm so quick to like throw my backpack on the couch and like, oh, nobody's coming in here. And then there'll be all this stuff on my couch and then somebody will come by like, can can I come in and sit down? Like, can we talk? And it's like, oh yeah, yeah, let me move all my stuff out the way, you know. Um, so you you just you never know what you're gonna get and reminding myself to constantly be in the moment and capitalize on the moments when you can um is is so important so remembering conversations um following up on those things sometimes just shooting them a quick text like hey i don't want anything just hadn't talked to you and like you know hadn't had a real conversation with you in two weeks or something like that i see you but i we've said hi but i haven't talked to you so i'm checking in um, those are, are also really helpful as well. Some guys, it's sending them a quick song. Um, some sometimes it's sending them, you know, a prayer or a sermon that I've sent or a sermon that I've heard, and I think that they would appreciate it. Um, just those little things definitely go a long way, and it makes it much easier for them to say, "Oh, wait a second, like we haven't talked. Like, hey, come and sit down. Like, I haven't talked to you. I want to sit down and make time to have a conversation with you." So. Making the most of you can whenever you can. And then usually they a lot of guys will appreciate that and then they'll, they'll follow up.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you for sharing that.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, what's the biggest
3: thing you learned in the role?
1: Biggest thing I've learned in the role? It's a really good question. Um, honestly, similar to the college space, no two days are the same. And meeting people where they are. Meeting and, and, and not not making assumptions, in in my role as a learning specialist, oftentimes i get these like rap sheets about, oh, this kid is going to be so difficult, and da-da-da-da-da, and the mom, and the dad, and all this other stuff, right, and I'm like, okay, coach, like, that sounds great, cool, 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 the first question I always ask, like, hey, who are you, tell me a little bit about yourself, and then also tell me what high school was like, tell me what a day in the life of high school was like, because from there, I'm able to see did you get up? Were you at school on time? Did you Did you get breakfast? Did, were you allowed to just sit in your coach's office and not go to class all day? Like I'm able to see all those things from those few conversations. And I think the same thing, not making assumptions about who the guys are, regardless of how big and how much of a name they are or not. They are just people, right? So the obviously I think working with the Ravens organization, the first question you get all the time, is Lamar really like that? Yes. You know, like you get those. Like he's just right. like what you see is what you get. Like right. yes, people people are people, and the guys are are no different. So, um, it's it's really just getting to know them and where they are, and not not forcing it, just allowing it to let it flow, let it happen. Um, and and the more that you can be a resource and be a real resource. Um, the more you're valuable. And it's not just about them. Remember, you know, it's not just about them themselves, but it's also about who's in their circle, who's in their camp. So even though some of the the wives and significant others, they may say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry for bothering you. You're not a bother. Like I'm here to be a help. you have a question about something, I'm more than happy to help you. I'm more than happy to try to get the answer to you or at least point you in the right direction. Like that's the role is being a help and a service, providing resources as much as we can and if we don't know it then we'll figure it out and we'll point you in the right direction and that's that's the role so
2: it's nice nice.
0: so you talked about a lot of the support of your organization it's been incredible one thing I I really truly admire about the Ravens is how I feel you can see the head coach and even administration they support the players right where people they don't you know, there's some organizations that don't need to be named, that will throw players under the bus, whatever it may be. Um and that's just, that could be professional, it could be collegiate, it could be high, it could be any, any, like just life, right? Can you go deeper? You talked about Coach Harbaugh, you know, supporting what y'all do. Could you go deeper into how that support helps what you do?
1: Absolutely. Um, one of the things that is probably underappreciated is um, that level of support from your administration from your leadership but also the support that in having Jamil so he's he's a former player Um, he played with coach Harbaugh so he knows him really well and I think that continuity of their relationship um, definitely helps us in what we're trying to do he I cannot say enough about Jamil he gets it he's He's a former guy. He knows what it is to go through the highs and the lows of the season. He knows what it is to be injured um, because he's been there. And he also doesn't try to use his experience to say, hey, this is what I went through. And so you guys should do it this way. That's not who he is. He's very much so behind the scenes, making sure that the guys have information or have the resources so that they can make decisions. And I think that is so important in creating. It's been so important for us, at least from what I see and us creating what we have. Um, so everything that we do is very, very intentional. And because of it, and it's been very successful, we continue to get that buy-in and support. And when things aren't great in a sense, like say we put on a workshop and we've, we've had this happen. We, we might've had a workshop that wasn't as successful or didn't go as planned. And we kind of look at each other like, okay, cool. Note to self, we're going to get better for next time. So it's, even though things have been successful for long before I was here, um, and he's even talked about his predecessor and things were successful when that person was there. um, It's, it's still about how do we make what works for our current roster and our guys that are in the room and being intentional with that. And what does our team need? Um, Again, you're dealing with guys that are from 20 years old, all the way to, I think our oldest players, 36 years old. Um, Yeah. So from between 20 and 36 and everything in between, right? So you have guys that are in literally different phases of life and being able to communicate that with the people that are making decisions and planning for certain things and sharing that with different coaches, different people in leadership positions, your head coach, your administration, and impressing upon them how important it is to kind of meet them where they are and whatever it is that like they need in that moment so again it's not just about the player but it's how do we look at the player and their whole kind of community if that is their wife significant other mom whatever how do we look at that the player experience as well as the experience of everyone else that's connected to them to provide the resource and making sure that we're tapping into those things as well and not not excluding them out of the process is important so they get it they i don't know if that really answers your question but they get it so we um we just we keep riding the wave with it and try to build around that and and show how important all these pieces are so that we can continue to perform and operate at a really high level
0: Um, Well, that that answers it it's just awesome to hear about the support you have from jamil just to empower you uh, to be the best you can be in that role and beyond uh, so now we're moving to the advice section. and So okay. this first one will be like player development advice. So overall advice for those that are looking to get in a role, maybe it's a college student uh, listening to this, maybe it's someone that's working in academics who has followed you, maybe a mentee, someone, you know how it is, somebody from afar that's that's watching, you. What, what would be your advice for those, just, just player to overall advice for those looking to get in the space?
1: So... One, the spaces are very different. Like I'm beyond fortunate and blessed to be working with this organization, but every organization is not the same. What player engagement looks like with the Baltimore Ravens is gonna look a little different than what you get at another club. Um, There are some mandatory programs from the NFL, but how we get to implement those things, how the speakers that we bring in, what it looks like, how it shapes the activities, you know, the speakers, all those things, are for the most part, kind of up to us, like 95% of it is up to us. And so the personnel is so important. And so you, it's very difficult. And I caution people from saying, oh, I want to work in the NFL and player engagement. Like I want to do what you do. Right? right. And that's great. But what I do is very specific and it definitely is based around the personnel that that's in the building. Because we have that buy in and support from our head coach and from leadership across the board, from our owner all the way down, we're able to do some of the things that we do. If you go to another club, you may not have that same experience, or maybe it'll be better, don't know. (laughs) But we have that. And so getting to know people and what it is that they do at their role, um, because it's very different. And then also, not being so attached to football. I know it's it's easy to say because I've worked at, again, you've heard the places I've worked, they're powerhouses, right. and I get it. And now working in the NFL, I get it. But smaller schools and sometimes smaller experiences um, will teach you so much more, and the impact that you can have can be so much greater. Um, so not getting so attached to, oh my gosh, I just want to work football in the NFL, or oh my gosh, I want to work football in the SEC. Some of those things come at a cost. Like so Again, coaches, um, hired and fired, administrations are hired Absolutely. and fired, leadership hired and fired. And it's, it's depending on what kind of situation you go into, it may not be as easy and copacetic, right? And understanding the things that come with that space and being open and listening and exploring all the options. So really getting down to who you are, what you truly wanna do, what the impact that you wanna have and do those values, do those things align with where you wanna go and not trying to make yourself force it or fit it into this box of NFL or this box of SEC football or this box of Baylor football or whatever the box is, trying to make what you wanna do fit into that when it doesn't fit.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, that is huge advice because I get it all the time. Like, man, I see your career. I always tell people all the time, I was a high school coach for six years and nothing against high school coaching, but that's where I learned. That's why I was able to succeed because like you said, we didn't have resources. So right. like you had to do everything and it's like, oh, I got some resources now. This is pretty cool. So I'm always for, I tell people all the time, they'll ask me like, hey, I got this opportunity at this D2 school. I'm like, take it, yeah. take it because you will learn so much that will help extend your career and your skill set. All right, what's the best overall advice you've ever received in life?
2: Mm. <laughs>
1: um, one of my mentors, he's since passed away, um, but he would always say he had this, his name is Kenneth Miles. Big tall guy, six, 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 seven, offensive, former offensive lineman, deep voice. And he would say, "When I was a little student athlete at Syracuse, little lady, control what you can control." And I used to hate it. Like I, I remember days I would bring him a problem or share my frustration, and he would say, "Little lady, control what you can control." And I'd walk out like, "Can't? I ain't trying to hear that." Like walked out, right. you know. Um, <laughs> and um, he like, "All right, you'll be back. You know, yeah. like, you're walking out now, but you'll be back." Um, and I miss those moments and those those times where I could ask for his advice. Um, but that advice is so true. Control what you can control. You you can only control certain things: your effort, your attitude. Um, those those things that you can't control, control them, and let everything else happen as it, it should. Let everything else happen as it should.
2: Now,
0: now, next advice question um, for you would be. Practical. what's a practical nugget or a practical practice that you use uh,
2: that would benefit others?
3: Understanding um, how you best
1: function. So if you're an early riser and you know that about yourself, then get up, do your most effective projects or planning, whatever the thing is that you need to attack, attack that first thing. Um, But also you have to figure out the flow of your workday and the work schedule and how things need to flow. So I've learned for me, whatever I don't get done before I head out to practice, either I'm going to be late to practice or it's probably not going to get done for the rest of the day. Because when practice ends, even though the day is kind of done, for us, it's almost the end of the work. It's the end of the business workday. So if I need responses on things, I'm probably not going to get them. So I I have to be super effective before we hit the practice field coupled in with all the random meetings and people popping in and needing go check on this, that, and the third. Um, So figuring out what you need and how you can be most effective um, within your optimal kind of work zone or work time um, and being organized. So part of my role is obviously not just being a support to the players, coaches, and their families, um, as well as staff, but also helping to support my direct supervisor. So it's understanding the things that are on his plate and understanding our calendar, like the football calendar, but also the day-to-day calendar. Um, So for instance, we still practice Saturday morning before a Sunday game, right? We have our practice schedule and it's first thing in the morning, but if we want to have a meeting with someone, most people aren't gonna be available for a meeting Saturday. So we need to make sure we have that meeting on Friday or Thursday, just earlier in the week, or it's something that won't get done until Monday because that's when the business week is. So understanding the business calendar slash the football calendar, how those things are aligned and being prepared for um, anything in between and how we can best make sure that we get the things done and attack the things that we need to get done, um, that works for our schedule and trying to plan ahead for those things as well.
2: That's nice, thank
0: you. So you have talked about helping players, helping staff, helping families, helping just pretty much everybody. seems like everybody in Baltimore.
3: Uh, (laughs) No, not at all. (laughs)
0: uh, How do you take care of yourself?
1: Oh my gosh, great question. What I love about the pro space is that there are pockets of time when you can get away. And people do it. They actually leave and get away, you know? <laughs> it's you know, I, I think a lot of the college space and just probably the business world in general when you're trying to get to a certain point, like you you have this like, oh my gosh, I got to guard my desk because if I'm not here guarding my desk, like nobody's going right. to see that I'm right. doing stuff, right? right? Um, especially in an area where people, you know, we have our four pillars in player engagement, um, continuing education, financial education and literacy, career and professional development, personal development but what that looks like on a day-to-day basis, people don't really know, so when you're in a space that people know what you do, but they don't know what you do, and you're trying yes, to make sure yes, that know yes, that like, yes. like what you do is important, so like, and, you know, and, and just being new in this space, like, trying to make sure that my direct supervisor, that he feels great about the decision that he made, that I'm doing great work, um, but what I love, again, about Leadership is that when it's time to get away, people get away. And if I don't have to be in the office, then I'm not required to be in the office. If I can do something from home, the first thing Jamil is going to say, Can't you do that from home? Yes, I can. Okay, cool. Do it from home. Like, no need, to nice. come no, no point in coming in. Because when it's time to work, again, the days are long, but the years are short. When it's time to work, there's a lot to do. There's, right. you know, when, when we have guys last season, we had a ton of guys transition almost every single Felt like every day. It wasn't every day, but it felt like every day. You know, we had new guys join our team just with the amount of injuries that we had. So we're constantly texting and sending, you know, relocation reminders and connecting people with resources all the time. But when it's time to get away, it's time to get away. So I've been able to see my grandmother more often, um, been able just to like work from home. You know, typically Mondays are are the day we get to do some work from home or at least have a half day from home. So that's enjoyable um but if i need to just not be here <laughs> then i cannot be here um when the I, i'm fortunate in that i got into this executive leadership program and it's 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 a two week it's, it's a year-long program um so there's calls once a month they're about three hours so i, I practice once a month for those calls but then there's a week-long retreat and i was like oh my gosh like i'm gonna have to ask you about this like Some of these like ones during the football season, the other ones like right before we do our rookie workshops, like, I don't know. And he's like, oh, you should totally do it. You know, there was no hesitation. So finding ways um, or finding things that will fuel me and um, Jamil will nine times out of 10, he's going to say yes. He hasn't said no yet. So (laughs) Um, just taking advantage. And honestly, when I when I'm away from the office, be away from the office.
3: All right, so
0: now it is time for rapid fire questions. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> number 1, number 1. What are you reading right now?
1: Oh, Chopwood Carry Water.
0: Oh, That's a good one. I got I got to add it to my list. I heard great things about it. Okay. Okay.
1: Chopwood Carry Water. It is it is great.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Number 2, what daily discipline are you working on?
1: intentional prayer time continuous and impre- intentional prayer time
2: my my prayer life is quick because my
0: mind is just
1: I uh-huh. think about uh-huh. and I'm, I'm trying to get to a point where i remember like again prayers are just conversations with god so they don't have to be like you know these long drawn out yeah. times for that but it's also like oh lord help me or all right he's right. just like whatever those little moments are and being just more intentional about that
2: absolutely absolutely
0: all right, here's here's one of my my favorite questions. You know me, you know I'm a snack guy. I was in <laughs> your office all the time. Like, where the snacks sit? <laughs> right. <laughs> I used to like get snacks with all y'all. Um, but if someone gives you $25 for lunch, where are you going to Baltimore?
1: Oh. $25 for lunch. Can I add it to like my own money?
0: Let's go 50 Someone gives you
1: $50. Okay. $50 for lunch um oh this is not very rapid fire
3: <laughs>
2: <It's> all <good. laughs>
3: um oh there's so many great things that i like um oh you know what duh coco's coco's for crab cakes
1: oh, cra- oh my yeah how could i forget coco's for crab cakes that would be that would be it if it's if yeah coco's for crab cakes however If it's like Friday night and I want to like have a good meal, you know, cool little ambiance, I'm going to Black Swan.
0: Okay, so you answered the next question, which is 150 for dinner. Black Swan is where you
1: go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. (laughs) When people come in town, that's usually the go-to place. I love it. The food is awesome um they have like a little not a little dj they always have a dj or a great playlist one or the other again the food is amazing ambiance atmosphere all of it
0: okay okay I'm, I'm I am like I take notes. this is like why I take those on every episode but I that's see what you're it.
1: doing you ask <laughs> all these people in these different places I just just, just send the list to me okay send
0: I got you <laughs> I need to type it out now that you say I need to type it out and share it on social yeah
3: yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> all right Next question: If you could join a band or music group, past or present, who would it be?
3: Oh shoot! Um, oh, probably Mint Condition. Oh yes.
2: <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> That's a good one.
0: That's a, You. You. Would you share a lead with Stokely?
3: I'll just be
1: in the back, you know, just do yeah. just doing some of the hand movement. I got you. Know, you know, just, you know.
0: <laughs> I, got you. I ain't mad at you about that. All right, if you could co-star in a movie, let me rephrase that. Who would co-star in a movie with you, action and comedy?
3: Co-star, action and comedy. Okay, for the action. We're going to go with Viola Davis. Comedy. Uh, Comedy, comedy, comedy. I don't know. Oh, I'm stuck. I'm stuck. Can I phone
1: a friend? I need some assistance.
2: I don't know. Give me
3: some ideas, Okay,
0: so the ones I've heard, the the most common one, Kevin Hart, Martin Lawrence. Somebody brought up uh, Mark Wahlberg. Oh, that's a good one. That was a good one. Somebody used it for action and comedy. I was like, that's good versatility. Oh, yeah. Uh, For me, I said, Martin Lawrence, I think certain Will Ferrell movies are funny um but not all some of them are um spice adams has never been in a movie but i feel like it would be hilarious um i'm trying to think of somebody an underrated person who makes me laugh you know who makes me laugh like uh it is quinta brunson like the staff of abbott elementary like i just
3: okay I, okay yeah.
0: i don't know but i it's just tough it's tough it's
2: kind of i
1: don't know oh my gosh that is a really great question you should have given this
3: to me beforehand Oh, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, Oh, gosh. Oh, what's her name that is in all of the. um, Oh, my goodness. Where? Oh, you can see her face. She's from England. She's from London. White, blonde hair, heavy set.
2: Oh, I think I know what you're talking about.
1: Oh my gosh, why can't I think of her name? She's in Bridesmaids, right?
0: Yes, she is. The, the, the shorter one? Yes. She is hilarious. So she has, is she the one on the new movie where it's like she went back to school and the whole tassels in her face?
1: I think so. I think, I can't so. think her name, but I know, I know who you're talking Yes. About. Yes. Would be her. <laughs> she, would, she would be
0: it. And then, okay, sports, you wish you played, Grunt. We know you were a track star.
2: What sports you wish you played growing up? Uh,
3: hmm. Part of me says gymnastics, but uh, it's a toss up between
1: gymnastics and softball. Two very different things, but those two sports, watching them, watching students perform. I mean, if you have not been to a collegiate gymnastics meet, those things are awesome, okay? They have all the things going on. Oh my gosh, they're just, you're on your seat, okay? They're awesome. And I love a good softball tournament. Love a good softball tournament. Absolutely. So it would be a tie between those. Back in my day, I did play volleyball. I did play basketball. I did tennis and soccer a long time ago, years nice. ago. I mean, eons ago.
0: So- I think- I remember when you said visiting a practice, I remember what you told me about going to acro tumbling practice. And- oh,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a whole, whole nother story. Those girls, after going to practice, I couldn't go back because I'm convinced people got hit in the face with people's foot, with
3: shoes on.
2: What? No, absolutely
1: not. Could not. Could not be me. Couldn't do it. So Gymnastics is a little safer. I mean, right. still, they've still got some bruises and bumps on them too, but yeah, not getting hit in the face with a whole foot. Like, no, no, I couldn't go back to practice. I just had to show up for the competitions because by competition time, they had it together. Baylor's acrobatic and tumbling team, A&T, they, they do it and do it big, but I could yeah. not go to practice anymore. After that one, I was like, I can't go. I'm scarred. Can't go. <laughs> Right. And
0: then, and then finally, how can our followers, you know, follow you, support you? So social so, media.
1: Yeah. Maybe. Um, goodness, I should know these things, but I don't. Okay. On <laughs> on LinkedIn, I think it's Lori S. Robinson on LinkedIn, um, on Instagram, it's L-E-L-L-E underscore Simone, simone N E one two one either underscore or a dot one of the two um and then i think it's very similar for twitter i don't i have a twitter account i'll never get on it i'm just i'm terrible at these things but
2: I'll get, I'll get i'll have it in the show notes.
0: yeah yeah for those listening i will have it in the show notes i'll do the research yes. the
1: i'm horrible just send me an email multiple times
0: no. well, i thank you so much for jumping on taking time during this uh It's a great season you all are having, and this run that you all are having there in Baltimore. Thank you once again. Like I said, I appreciate you and just all you've done for me, my family, for just, you know, just the relationship we continue to have and how you've been there for me and just have always helped, you know, empower me and encourage me. So I appreciate that. And with that, that is all for today.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much, Ed. Thanks for having me, and I appreciate you as well.
0: Well, that's all for today. I look forward to the next podcast and our next great guest. Thank you for tuning in and spending your valuable time with me. God bless you. Have a great day. Go out and create generational impact. Don't wait. Create that generational impact today.